This is the Coach Guy Radio Podcast. Hello, everybody. If I sound distracted, it's because I'm stuck in the middle of my third fantasy football draft, which I am not 100% happy about. But regardless, it's just kind of the way it is. PJ, how many fantasy leagues are you playing in this year? I have a rule where I only do one. I'm a, I'm a one kind of guy. I do one fantasy uh-huh. draft, and when I do March Madness comes around, I make one. I make one bracket. Now, will you play in multiple pools with that same bracket? Yes, or are you just multiple playing? pools okay. is okay, but the one bracket is the same. If I win the million dollars, right, the bajillion, I don't know how much it is, I want to say I did one bracket and not 600 that some people are investing to. Same thing. With, I just oh, I don't I'm on the clock. Hold on. I'm on the clock oh, here. Let's, pick? let's talk pick? about this. All right. I had, and I got the fifth pick. I got Zeke, Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb all on the board. Oh, I don't know. Do I just take Nick Chubb? I don't want Zeke. I think Derrick Henry. I don't know. Derrick Henry's a touchdown I, I, machine. Dude, I feel like Der- it's it's Derrick Henry's year to be hurt. Oh, no. Uh, I know, right? I'm, you know, fuck it. Derrick Henry. Okay. He's mine. All right. All right, we, all right. we took him. All right. That's our first pick. Fifth pick overall team Eddie Ian takes. Uh, you see, what's his name? What did I take? Derrick, Derrick Henry. So you're in, I don't know how you do three drafts. I don't know how I don't, you do it. I didn't want to. I didn't want to. I'm having a little gin and juice tonight, too. It's a stressful day at work. Um, I didn't want to be in three leagues. I really didn't. So I'm in a family league that I will always play. And it's with my cousins and my uncles and I enjoy playing my, my aunt and uncle. And, and I enjoy playing in that one. I manage my wife's team because she's a, she's her practice has one. And she's like, well, I don't know what I want to do, but I want to play. So I do that one. So that I had to draft it. And then somehow I just keep getting roped into my sister's league. I really don't want to be, I just like, don't want to be, I had a league. I was a commissioner for a long time. I made the league go defunct and I was like, I'm done with this. Um, Every year I say I'm not going to play, I always wind up getting roped into playing because people know I'll be like, all right, fine, I'll do it. It's hard to say no to family. It is. It's hard. It is. This was my brother-in-law who got me this time, too. He's like, hey, man, like we really need somebody. I was like, fuck, I really don't want to do it, but that's exactly what happened. So but Now, here's the question. Are you doing it on different apps? So two are on ESPN. One's on Yahoo. See, I am that's a Yahoo. Just... I believe, I'm a Yahoo believer. I think they're the best one. But if you're not, so I won't play if it's on NFL or CBS. I won't play. They're like, nope, not doing it. It has to be Yahoo uh, or ESPN. We use Sleeper. Shout out my commissioner, uh, Jack Stoughton. Um, We got us to change a Sleeper. I then came in last, so I hate Sleeper. But I was fine on ESPN. One year on Sleeper, all my team gets hurt in last place. ESPN and I actually like I would say ESPN and Yahoo are the two best. I actually I think ESPN's like interface is good, but Yahoo's like breakdowns are fantastic so it's it's kind of take what you will all right no one really cares about fantasy it's just the the ins and outs of fantasy let's talk about this we have week one of the nfl season coming up um we had the philadelphia eagles are going to be going down to atlanta i believe they're three and a half point dogs that line might have moved to three points jason what i'm asking you is how confident are you in the eagles being one and oh after this week on a scale of one to ten i'm a four point three you don't okay, so you're not even halfway there. So I'm not halfway there. I think they'll put up th- this. This game screams like a good game, right? I don't think either of these teams eh. are playoff. I think Atlanta has a little bit more playoff expectations, but no. See, I don't know if I believe. But like everyone always, the NFC East is not good. The NFC East isn't good. Mm-hmm. I don't you think have, the NFC South is that good this year either. Uh, no, well, I mean the Bucks are. The Bucks I think it's Tampa Bay's division to lose, right? Well, like, yeah, I mean it's the if Tampa Bay doesn't win the division. Tom Brady should retire. But what I'm saying is, first of all, now you have injury concerns with the Cowboys. Zach Martin's missing. And I think it might be because of COVID, though. Um, 
And I, in Jack Prescott, that man's a walking injury. I feel like I'm, I'm terrified for his life. Um, but on top of that, and, and you know, the Washington football team is Washington football. It's Ryan Fitzpatrick. They're going to have a good defense. But when has a, you know, I know Ron Rivera's in the Super Bowl, like what, five or six years ago? It's the only, I mean, he's had decent teams, but he finally got there and they choked it away because they had a quarterback who couldn't play. And they still have a quarterback who can't play in big spots. Fitzpatrick's a serviceable quarterback. Um, there's a clear path of division for the Eagles, and it starts in the first six games. I'm going to go ahead and put this tag on it. Week one, must win. It's a must win game. A must win early. I'm taking a must win down in Atlanta. We talked about this. This is not the first time that they, they played Atlanta opening day. It's like the f- no. third time in, in you brought six that years. Um, so the familiarity on opening night, this is nothing new. The birds <laughs> are reversing the birds. You know, it's how it goes. Um, I believe it is. We're Owen. No, we're it's one and one. We won at home. They won at home. Remember that's when Kiko Alonso made that one-handed interception yeah, in the yep. back of the head zone. Mm-hmm. Um, sure did. Yeah, but the Eagles also won then 2018 when they opened it. Yeah, yeah. In in Philly, we won. Okay, that was yeah. the that year at the Super Bowl. Um, I, I think this is. I think this is going to be a good game. I actually do. I, the four point one is because I just think when you think top to bottom, they got the better quarterback. They got the better weapons. The head coaching is probably equal, right? Because neither of them have proven anything. So, well, let's, yeah, let's I mean, not overestimate, or underestimate. Defense, I would give the edge to the Eagles, but it's an older defense on, and I think Rodney McLeod is now out. I think Darius Slay. Yeah, it doesn't sound like he's playing. Darius Slay kind of like broke that news today. Um, the, the Falcons have gone through a lot of changes on defense. They don't have, I mean, anyone from the early from that Super Bowl, same thing with the Eagles. Is but. Really the storyline, I feel like, is isn't it crazy how both teams were in the Super Bowl five years ago? It and is. Had, and had, like, you thought they would just con- not continue to be in Super Bowl. That's so hard to do unless you're Tom Brady. But, you know, well, be playoff contenders so year impressive. after year. Well, yeah, but that's what's so impressive about what the Patriots did for 20 years. They were a contender. for. Oh, we're on the clock here. All right, all right, we're on the clock. All right, hold on a three second. We're on the clock. All right. I feel like he has to go running back again, right? But there's not that many great running backs available now. If I go down the board a little bit. Has a tight end been taken? Um, a tight end. I mean, Darren Waller's available, but I don't want him. Let me read these off. Let, let's say it looks like there's a Calvin Ridley, a Justin Jefferson, an A.J. Brown, Ooh, Clyde wow. Edwards-Hilaire, Allen Robinson. I'm going Steve Ridley. Lamb. No more Julio. It's his, it's his thing. Do I just take? It's oh, his I world. Feel like, I feel like I should be taking a running. I mean, Miles Sanders is available. Is that a reach? In that's the second reach. round, I think that's big reach. reach. Oh, you know what? I might be able to get him on the on the swing back. All right, so let's really think about this. Is Jefferson just going to catch a ton of balls though? It's between Jefferson and Ridley should be your pick. Those guys are going right. to be catching. I already took, I took Justin Jefferson. I'm taking the all time hate myself team. They're going to be absolute machines this year, and that's the, like we'll just put that little segue right there. That's where the Eagles are going to have to guard. You're going to have to guard Cow and Ridley, yep. Kyle Pitts, Russell Gage. Like these weapons are. It's not. This isn't going to be easy. So here's another thing, though, PJ. I believe they have some injuries across their offensive line, they being the Falcons. The Eagles' defensive line is so deep, so good, probably the best defensive line in football. For, if we're really thinking about it, maybe Pittsburgh floats around that, but they play a, three, yeah, four, them, so the Browns. a little bit different. And the Browns, sure, that's fair. Um, Clowney and Garrett are both on the team. I forgot about that. But almost four guys deep on – I'm sorry, eight guys deep for the, for the Eagles – and people who are really sleeping on Javon Hargrave, I think he's going to have a monster season. All the reports out of camp was he looked fantastic. I think the Eagles, 
I think I, first of all, I love the Eagles plus three or plus three and a half, whatever you can get it at. I've seen plus three. I've seen plus three and a half. I took him at plus three and a half. If you're a betting man, I think this screams Eagles outright. I think this is an Eagles win. I really do. Mm-hmm. I think this is a win. No questions asked. I think I actually think they might win by 10 points. If, if you are a betting man, which most of us are getting the hook, like Gary got is big. The plus three and a half compared to three is yeah. huge in Benjamin. It's like the same thing. You're at seven and a half. In the Three's a pick them. Three's yeah. a pick them. Getting that plus half is huge. Absolutely. Um, I was doing my NFL picks. I was um, like I do every single week. And I, I just can't ignore. I, I feel like it's the Falcons game to lose. I think they just got the better quarterback, better offense at home, a little more familiarity. But the thing is, the truth is, what, what I've been saying about John Hurts the past three weeks is he can win you games. These are the kind of games he can win. Atlanta is, has never proven that they can close games. It's just the truth. And Jalen Hurts, to me, is the kind of guy that can win those kind of games when the other team can't close, right? He just makes plays with his legs and keeps you in games that you shouldn't be in. And I feel like this might be one of them. He just makes a play with his legs. Shouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. What I'm looking at is how well is the Eagles going to be able to move the ball consistently? That's what I'm, yeah. that's what I'm well, looking at. I am not afraid of the Falcon defense. So I think they'll be able to move the ball. 39 and a half rushing yards is the over under on Jalen Hurts. Do you like the over or the under? Actually, the over, I think, is a no brainer. Yeah. I would say if you think the Eagles are going to win, the odds are there'll probably be a stab at the end of the year. And they'll compare it. If, he, if the Eagles win, I guarantee you Jalen Hurts goes over in his rushing. I bet you they'll be like 6-0 and when he goes over. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't hurt. be surprised if you're right on that. Um, here's the other thing I wanted to ask you, too. So you, so I don't know how much you pay attention to the local media. Some of the local media is very high on the Eagles, but some people have 10-11 wins. Tony now, Romo. The national experts, however, have the Eagles as a bottom five team. The highest ranking I've seen out of the national experts is 22. The lowest I've seen is USA Today to 30. Who do you think knows more in this situation? Do you think the experts are going to be more correct, or do you think the local media is going to be more correct? Are we too close to it? Are we being too positive? I know I'm Um, I'm kind of taking this from WIP today, but I was looking at this, and I was thinking about it, and I'm like, you know, Vegas has the number at six and a half. Rarely are they wrong. Now, they had it at eight and a half when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. They go out and win 13 games. So they have been wrong before, but this is this is just a very interesting year. Let me ask you this question. The six and a half over under wins. Where do you sit on that? I think I had him at six. I think I was doing I was doing my game by game. I think I had him at six and eleven. But this is what you're talking about right now, how the wide margin of how far teams this team can go is it's because they're so young. If they all, you know, boom, yeah. like we think they could, right? And the young potential comes out. Right in a, in a weak division, yeah, of course they could win ten games. They could with the defensive talent and the defensive line that can keep you in games, and maybe the secondary in year two um, takes a little bit more step. You know, with right, Steven we, Nelson oh, on the we're, clock, we're back on the clock here. All right, back on the clock. All right, so we have a wide receiver and we have a running back. Allen Robinson's still available. Chris Carson's available. Chris Goodwin, Mike Evans, Josh Allen, Robinson from the Jaguars. Kittle's available. Ooh. There's still there's still Miles Sanders. Do I just stay away from Miles Sanders this year? I like He's... getting tight ends early. I don't Kittle might be the move. You got gotta attack the tight end position. I almost feel like I almost feel like it, it's a no-brainer to take Chris Carson, but he's gonna get hurt, isn't he? Yeah, yo, and he has a fumble issue usually. What about Montgomery? 
Yeah, he's Chicago. A, he's, he's like he's just like a floor guy. He's a steady guy. I don't know. He's a okay. third rounder. Mike Evans. That's not bad. He Mike, but Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. You know they're going to be competing. It's one game him, one game Chris Godwin. I know. That's why. Do I just take Allen Robinson? Only got twenty seconds here. We got to make a decision. I would Josh go Allen. I would go Kittle. He's the first Fuck, or number hate, one guy. I'm I'm doing it. God damn it. I want to take a tight end that early. All right. So I know you were talking about Steven Nelson. The other thing that concerns me a little bit about the Eagles is there's not a lot of depth on the defense. So if there's an injury on the defense. I don't like it. I actually think the offense has some decent depth. The offensive line obviously has good depth. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that from last year where some of them did step in and play well. I think the running back room is interesting. Jordan Howard will be active on Sunday. I guarantee that. So you're going to have four running backs. They're all going to be able to play a little bit in Scott Sanders, Gainwell, and Jordan Howard. The wide receivers, I think, are deep, but they're questionable. I don't know what Jay Jaw gives you, but whatever. And then you have – listen, you had two good tight ends. If Ertz even roll rounds in any form. And then I need to see something out of Goddard. I know there's a lot of drama with Goddard this week because he basically said he's like, I thought we'd have contract by now, and I don't. Um, I think that's a mistake. They should have signed Goddard. I think they should have cut Zach Ertz. I really do. Um, I understand trying to supply as many offensive weapons to a young quarterback, especially – you know, you're kind of cap-strapped already because of what happened with Carson and the dead money. But I think that's what they should have done and kind of kept Goddard healthy. I mean, happy rather than healthy and healthy as well. But I don't know. PJ, where do you come down on, like, just the depth of the offense versus the depth of the defense? Because I think this offense is a little bit deeper than we, we give it credit for. I think the depth on the defensive line, as we said, is why they're a top five unit. Is I mean, you guys got, got guys like Ryan Kerrigan, Derek Barnett, Josh Sweat. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm blank on his last name. It was a third round pick. BG, Cox. Milton. What was his name? Milton. Milton Williams. Milton, Milton Williams. Williams. I knew it was yep. Milton something. I mean, you've got three good DNs in Milton Williams. I mean, if you want to put Cox sometimes plays in the middle, DN, DT. Like, you know, we didn't at, even say Brandon Graham. Yeah, Brandon Graham, Derek Barnett, Josh Sweat, Ryan Kagan. Like, these are seven legit guys. Those are four pass rushers that can mm-hmm. get to the get to the ball. Their defensive line. On the offensive side, I don't know if we're that deep. What I mean by it's that is the like, skill positions that it, aren't deep. It's like if Devontae Smith gets hurt, you're kind of replacing him with another. You're not replacing him with a vet. You're replacing him with another young guy. So that was my thing. I thought they, I really did think they should have signed a vet wide receiver. I don't know what would have been out there. I'm not going to say Golden Tate, but I know Golden Tate's available. But like I, someone who's just a professional wide receiver that you can sign and be like, all right, go run these routes and get open for Hertz, just to add a little bit of like experience to that room because that room, your veteran is Jay Jaw. We could bring back uh, Jordan Matthews for the ninth time. Nah, he's a tight end now. <laughs> that. But like we we talked about this is they're young. I mean, they're all t- under 25 except except Hertz, and I think Goddard's 25. So it's a it's a young group. It's exciting. That's why some people think they'll boom. Some people think they'll bust. Um, I, I just in the my gut and my gut, obviously I wanted to win is telling me that we walk away from Mercedes Benz Stadium, ho, former home of Kanye West, Owen one. Uh-huh. Okay. So last thing, who are you more excited to see, Devontae Smith or Kenny Gainwell? Oh, I mean, I'm more excited yeah, to see yeah, Devontae yeah, yeah. Smith, but okay. Let me let me say this, uh, Devontae. Everyone's excited. I, I should have said, are you who are you more excited to watch this week, Kenny Gainwell or Quez Watkins? Who who do you think has the bigger impact on the game? I would honestly say Kenny Gainwell. I'm not believing in the Quez Watkins hype until I see. It was the summer of Quez. I keep hearing that. I think he had one catch in the preseason, and it went. Yeah, and he took it to the house. <laughs> that was, Speed is real. Son. I didn't. What I didn't see. It? It was I did I think, yeah, I think he ran off the field because I didn't see him afterwards. Uh, he was just oh, he was yeah, gone. Yeah, he just went right home. He drove <laughs> home. 
went and visited Jalen Hurts hey, in the hospital. Real quick, let's give a little standing ovation for Jay Jaw. Um, okay. I mean, good. I mean, come on, man. You're making your paychecks here. Didn't get cut again, making a little bit again? more money for himself. How, a little Howie action. I don't know how he's doing it. I, you know, like, you know, when like hard knocks where like they go through the meetings and they're like, oh, who should we keep? Who are we not? Like, what is like, what do you think that meeting's like? Yeah. You know, he has less than 10 catches. In his... It's pretty simple. It's probably like Travis Fogum is a lazy piece of shit and doesn't try. So we're just going to take the guy. I said this on Bell and the Birdman, which I am involved with with Barcher. Um, I think it, it comes down to simply that Jay Jaw is probably a willing blocker downfield. You're going to need that because you're going to run the ball a little bit more. You have a mobile quarterback, and Jay Jaw is a good special teams player. Fulgham doesn't really uh, uh, strike me as a guy who's going to be trying on special teams. Yeah, He just seemed – Travis Fulgham seemed like – and I don't want to be mean to Travis Fulgham because the four games he had were better than the four games Jalen Hurts played. I'll give him that. I, it, those four games, he was more of an impact. He was, he he was, was taking incredible. the lead by baby storm. T.O. He was baby yeah. T.O. I think he led the league in receiving for four mm-hmm. in those four weeks. Um, but it was like th- those four weeks happened, and then the guy got benched, and he just started whining. I don't know why he got benched. They shouldn't have put Jeffrey back in, but the guy the guy thought he was Terrell Owens after four games, and so did the city. And I'm not saying I'm happy that Fulgham's gone, but, uh, you know, proof, like, keep stay on the field. Like, don't get benched for I mean, I don't know if it's his fault, but, like, I'm okay with the it's, no Travis Fulton. It's, it's certainly unclaimed it, again. It's certainly a turn of events to be leading the NFL in receiving for four weeks and next year on a receiving loss. It's very, you I'm know. I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now. Miles Sanders is still on the board. If he's on the board when I pick, I'm taking him. No, absolutely. And but Gus like, Edwards is so, so to get to Miles Sanders real quick, and we can touch on this a little bit before we give our game predictions. Um, I think it's going to be a lot of – I think it's going to be 60-40 running. And what I mean by that, I think Miles Sanders is going to get 15-plus carries. I think Jordan Howard's going to get a couple carries. I think Kenneth Gainwell is going to get a couple carries. I think Boston Scott's going to – I think they're going to legit use four running backs, and Jalen Hurts is going to get five to seven carries and read options. Well, he might get more than five to seven carries. Where do you – Where I, Boston Scott's interesting. Where does he fit in? Like, has he become your third down back, your scat back? Is he a kick yeah. return or punt returner? I think I he mean, can be – I think he'd be the punt returner, unless they want to put Rager in that role. I think they're going to put Rager back there. Uh, What I would say is it's so interesting because it's the same. It's not really the same thing as Fulgham because Kenneth Gamble is young, right? Alshon Jeffrey wasn't. But there hasn't been a time where Boston Scott hasn't been productive in an Eagles uniform. Like, seriously. No, but yes, there has. When he plays with Miles Sanders, it seems as though he's less productive because I always felt that when Boston Scott goes in as the starter, Boston Scott has a good game. You got. it's like that cliche. He has to get his touches. I feel like Boston Scott performs better when he gets his touches and he doesn't get his touches because there's more people involved. I think Kenny Gainwell is a catalyst of this team. I really, I really like Kenny Gainwell. I think, I think he's going to play. People say this has a little bit of a Westbrookie Sproles vibe. I'm not saying he's going to be that good, but I think, I think they have something in Kenny Gainwell. So you think he's like the X, if the Eagles come out the W, Right. You think he's yes, the X factor? I think he's the X factor. I think the Eagles win if one or the two scores. If Gainwell scores a touchdown or Quez Watkins scores a touchdown, this, the Eagles win the game. I'll think the Eagles if win Jay the game. If JJ scores a touchdown, the Eagles probably scored in garbage time and got blown out. I'll say the Eagles win the game if they can get three plays of ch- of chunk plays. If they can get like Jalen Hurts makes 25 plus yard completions. I think if they so get a good deep ball, if they can get three of those at least to move the ball downfield. Three big plays. I think they have a very good shot to win the game. What's final score prediction? Final score? 
Well, yeah, I'll not? tell you right now, I'm taking the Eagles no matter what, plus the three and a half. That's a great value. If you're not taking the plus three and a half, that's fine. I like the Eagles to win 31. I like the Eagles winning 31-17. 31-17? All right. I'm on the wow. clock. I'm 31-17. All right. I'm make, on the clock. Make your pick. And then... All right. No, Allen Robinson's still available. Uh, and I like it. In terms of running backs, Miles Sanders – is the best running and Josh Jacobs. He's questionable. Also, Lamar's kind of staring me right in the face here. Lamar Jackson, hey, runner and thrower. I know. Like, is he worth it or do I just take a running back? Because if I, I don't take, I don't take a running back now. I, you know, I, don't, I probably don't get a good running back, a good one two punch. Unless you just think Lamar Jackson is your second running back. I took him. Oh, I took Miles. I took Miles Sanders. All right, maybe Lamar Jackson will be the next round. All right, my final score prediction is. Falcons 24, Eagles 20. I got a little bit of a scoring game. Week one, two new head coaches. I think the unders are more likely. 31-17. 31-17. Yeah. Actually, I think you still have the under. It's 48 and a half. So yeah, yeah maybe the take the under. Right, look at that. Um, let's talk about. Oh, you got the about... burger? Yeah, no. So I was going to bring it up. Yeah. I know you had the Wawa burger. I had the opportunity staring in my face to get it but I had the baby in the car and mm. here's the problem with the baby in the car versus getting uh, it was either. It's just easier to do drive through at that point. And I know that I was, wasn't near a Wawa that had a drive through. Cause we do have a few of them over here. Well, you really? just, yeah, we have a couple. I don't, I've never used it. I, I don't know how it works. It terrifies me, but we do have, it, we do have a couple of drive through Wawa's. I just never was able to get the one. So the night we were coming home late with the baby, we just opted to go Mickey D's, and that's kind of what our takeout meal was this week. So I apologize to the listener. I did not have the burger, but PJ is going to give you the Wawa Burger review. So I was going to get – the way the way the board is set up is you can mm-hmm. get the regular bacon cheeseburger, has it all out for you. You can then customize it, or you can get the custom double burger. I'm telling you, I got the single burger. So Do wait, not there, get the double burger. It's, is it a big it, burger? The, the single burger with lettuce and cheese and – Bacon and or not, I didn't get bacon with caramelized onions is pretty massive and filling plus fries. That double burger is probably like diabetes uh, easily. Fuck, am I have to get the double burger review? I'm already too fat for this. Like it's big. The double burger, I can guarantee you, is big. The fries are not they They don't look bad. They actually look pretty good in the crispiness, but they're just sitting there. Like I don't think they air fry them. They need you need to air fry them after you get them. You got to put them in the air fryer instantly. Yeah. So air fryer is. Uh, air fryers on that list of things. If you are in college or just about to graduate college or an adult, an air fryer and a crock pot should be two purchases you go out this weekend and buy. The two most useful things you can own. I also got um, a side of cheese sauce for 50 cents. I really like Lava's cheese sauce. It's a fair price. Plastic cheese is what some people like to call it. It's called a plastic cheese. Um, so let's talk about the burger. Was the burger, did it taste like a fast food burger? It was a little. Bigger than a fast food burger. I think the patty was a little. I don't, I don't think it doesn't remind me as thin as like a McDonald's or as, as a Wendy's or I think I. I feel like Wendy's has kind of a thick burger though. So McDonald's like, definitely thin. So is Burger King, but I feel like Wendy's has a little bit of a thicker patty. Yeah, so I compared them to Wendy's. Okay. Of the thick. Not Roy Rogers. Uh, I've never been to Roy Rogers. Um, the caramelized mm-hmm. onions were very tiny, very tiny. Okay. They weren't like you strips. Are you just a big caramelized onions guy? Yeah, I don't get raw onions. I only get caramelized. Okay, that's fine. I mean, I, I'm okay with that. So when you order a cheesesteak, what do you what do you get? Cheese whiz and caramelized onions. So that's not a bad choice. I was a big whiz with guy for a long time. I've I've transferred over to the American with, 
but the Wiz is very good. You ever just put peppers on it? I don't like, I'm not a peppers guy. Yeah, see, that's, you'll get over that. Eventually you'll grow up and be an adult. Um, so what, give, give me a letter grade on the Wawa Burger. If you, I'm going to, I'm going to say this, give me the letter grade. And if you're driving home, you have the option to get a Wawa Burger or a McDonald's Burger. What would you pick? I don't, I never go to McDonald's. So, okay. What's, so you're a Wendy's guy, right? I'm a Wendy's guy. Like I would take a Baconator easily over the Wawa Burger. Okay. Um, I think that's fair. And I'd probably give it like a B minus. Like it wasn't bad. Like it wasn't bad. It, it filled me. It was good. The fries were good. The cheese sauce was good. If you air fry the fries, it would have been better. You could, I could obviously customize it anything you want. You put less tomato onions. You know, you, you stack the burger. I mean, it's going to fill you up for a, not a bad price of $6. So it's really not a bad price. It's not. But well, before we get off this fast food topic, do you have a, do you have a favorite chicken sandwich? Are you on? Uh, a, are you on a chicken I mean, sandwich team? I anywhere? love chi- I love Chick Fil A. Do you? I think Chick Fil A is wildly overrated. I think it's good. I think people talk about it like it's like God's gift to the world. I'm like, ah, it's okay. Shout out! Shout out my friend Caustic. Uh, he used to remember he's the guy. He's the uh, comment when we do our Coach Gary Madden streams. Uh, yeah. He works at a place called Lovebird in Doylestown. Okay. Um, fantastic. It's near. It's very close to it. Actually, fantastic chicken sandwiches. Fantastic. I'll have to take your word for it. A chicken, a good chicken sandwich, I would take over a good burger almost any day. I, I think. I think I would agree. actually. I really need to think about that, but I, right now I'm leaning. I'm leaning burger. Um, but, but I would go wings over both this. of them. Interesting. I I do like wings now. And if you listen to part of my take now, all I want to do is go to Buffalo and try wing nuts because they talk about it like it's uh, basically you know just like golden piss in your mouth. I'm on the clock. I'm on here. the clock. Josh That's, Jacobs is still available. I know he's questionable. On the clock will be like our segues. Like every time Gary's yeah, on the clock, gonna, we'll just yeah, move on. You know, we're not, I don't know how long we're going to keep this at. But Josh Jacobs is still on the clock. So Kyler Murray's staring me right in the face. And Mike Davis is here. A lot of people think Kyler Murray is going to be the number one quarterback this year. A lot of people are liking Kyler Murray. I mean, I, I kind of like that. But also, getting, addition. But, but also getting Josh Jacobs, that's three running backs you have. Legit running backs. Like you could yeah, go get Jalen Hurts in like the 10th round. For probably this week. All right, I'm taking Josh Jacobs. I feel like that was good value. I feel like yeah. running back. I still think in fantasy you win with running backs mm-hmm. because now they're a little bit harder to find. Yeah, I usually like the strategy of. I don't even know what I do. I like. I usually try and ends. get two. I usually try and get my two running backs early. I only have one right. wide receiver right now, so we got to go wide receiver next. Um, okay, let's talk about Ben Simmons. Um, I know there's. There's information out, and it seems as though he wants to go to one of the California teams. A lot of people are saying Clutch Sports holds all the power in this situation, right? I don't, I do not care for the NBA, and this is what frustrates me: is these guys can wind themselves out of town. And listen, if that's if it's going to be a player, it's going, it's a star-driven league. So if this is what they're going to do. This is what they're, I'm not going to complain about it. It just does bother me that this guy is so thin-skinned that he can't be, you know, he can't have any kind of criticism going towards him when he deserves all this criticism. But PJ, give me the latest on what's going on with Ben Simmons and how do you think it's going to actually wind up being resolved? Yeah, I'll tell you what I like and don't like about Ben Simmons' situation. One, he obviously wants to go to three California teams. Spoiler for anyone to know, there's four California teams. They disrespect. So doesn't want to. Doesn't want to go to Sacramento. Disrespected my Sacramento Kings, my team of the West. Um, but second, here's the thing. I have no issue if Ben Simmons wants to be traded. You want to be traded, fine. Some things were said, and if you can't get over that, right, fine. 
What I don't like is that you saying, I'm not showing up to train camp. You have to do your due diligence in this league to earn that right. I fully believe that. If you spent 10 years in the Sixers and you were an MVP and you made the NBA finals, you're like, listen, I've done everything I can for this city. It's time to move on. I'm not reporting to training camp. Oh, like, like Dame, if Dame was like, I'm not yes. coming back. I feel Fine. like that'd be what James bad, Harden like, didn't want to go back to Houston after being a, an MVP should have been a multi-time MVP getting a game seven, in the conference finals, you know, getting to the conference finals multiple times. I had no issue with James Harden saying, I, I, I you know, what? it's, it's done. It's time to move on. That's fine. Ben Simmons is not on that level. Is Ben Simmons a great player? Yes. Now, the comments made by Ben Simmons today, he's not wrong, but he's not right. What he said, apparently, via Brian Windhorse, said to the Sixers organization, he said, listen, it's not my job to fix my trade value. You have to figure out to get the best deal. What the best deal is right now on the table is go ship him off to Portland, which is funny, Pair him up with Damian Lillard and go get CJ McCollum in Philadelphia. That is the best deal that you are going to get as a star player, almost equal to him, that fits your team. And CJ McCollum's like not a local kid, but he went to Lehigh, which isn't that yeah. far. But you're you're not a believer, and if you can send him to Cleveland, get Colin Sexton and it's, Kevin it, Love, you don't like that move. No, they're just not on the same. They're just they're not on the same level, and you would have to pay Colin Sexton, and it wouldn't be worth his value. CJ McCollum and a couple picks is the best bang for the buck you can get, unless you can somehow convince the Kings to get you Halliburton, Buddy Heald, Marvin Bagley, and a ton of picks. That's a ton of young talent coming your way. Or yeah, I mean, I, you, I would drive Ben Simmons to California if there's any way De'Aaron Fox comes back here, but I don't see that. Happening. I don't think the Kia, yeah, the, I don't think the Kings, the Kings would want to pair them. Um, also, the Davion Mitchell kid, if you haven't watched him play, is awesome. So I would take Heald. I would take Halliburton and Mitchell and Heald, those three. And I'd be like, we don't even want picks. Give us those three and we'll send you. Uh, and that works else. out contract wise. Well, Buddy Heald's like, yeah, 20 something million. And then Halliburton and Damon Mitchell would be like, you would probably have to add someone for roster. Here's the annoying part. The, the sad part about this situation is the report about Rich Paul and Tyrus Maxey because there's not been a single thing bad said about Tyrus Maxey in Philadelphia. Hence, or, sorry, not. sorry. The city has loved everything about him. Young guard. I'm not going to say it gives now an Iverson feel, but you get it. He's like a young shifty guard that just, when he enters the game, a smile he lights well the, up. He played playing the way in the playoffs. I feel like he brings a little bit of energy. I feel like the Lou Williams comparison, I feel like was very fair. Mm-hmm. So, so what's sad about it is and if the reports are true, and I don't know if they're true about the whole charity event, first of all, that not that is a scum thing to do, that you pull Tyrus Maxey for a charity event, if that's true. I hope it's not true. Um, but to tell a 20-year-old, right, to say, I don't want you in this city is, is ridiculous. Like, I don't know why the NBA, if the, I don't know if the NBA can investigate this, but you, the NBA has gone in before and done stuff it shouldn't be allowed to do with the Sixers, right? And when they vetoed the Chris Paul trade, I see no reason why they shouldn't be able to investigate this and see and just tell Rich Paul, dude, you can't do this. You can't pull a 20-year-old kid out from an area where the city loves him. And I know that makes no sense and really you can, but you understand what I'm trying to say. Like, it's it's ridiculous that that is like what, what is coming to with clutch sports. And it, I, I And it's not even for the current Sixers it's like for future Sixers because clutch sports gets a lot of good people yeah I know that this is one of those odd situations where Daryl Morey has to tread water very lightly 
because you can't be pissing off clutch sports. Um, and this is this is why the NBA is so interesting in the way player movement happens is that these players and their agencies have so much power. And really all it, I mean, really all it takes is here's here's my biggest fear. Right. We're going to have to move Ben Simmons at some point. He's not coming back, so he's going to be traded. Right. It most likely takes the Sixers out of being a top two to three team in the, in the East. Would you agree with that? If you can, here's the thing. If you can let's get say the most likely scenario, if, I, I know, I know you if want. If you to can get CJ on. back, if you can get CJ back, and Matisse Thybul takes the jump, and Maxi takes the jump, like people think he okay. can, I still think we're the third best team in the East. Okay, fair, but there, you're still competing. You're still not a favorite to go to the final, and no. it's another year of Joel Embiid and risking his health, right? Yeah. So my question is: This year goes by. Next year goes by, you're, you're a three seed or a four seed, and you lose in the second round. You never make it to these kind of spots. What stops Embiid from being like, get me the hell out of here? And then basically the process has to be looked at as an absolute complete failure because you are never able to cash in on it. And, and the reason why is because they drafted so poorly. I mean, they drafted very poorly. Yes, they got two stars out of it. I would say one and a half stars. Ben Simmons is a nice NBA player, but he is not. What he his value, Ben Simmons stinks. I'm gonna go ahead and say that Ben Simmons is a nice, like he's a nice piece on a very good team. If you put him out in 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 LA with either of those two teams, he's a nice third or fourth option. He's never gonna be a good second option because he refuses to score. He won't score. Two, and what the NBA is all about scoring now. Two things I'll say to that. Um, one, I think Embiid has given as much loyalty as he can to the four-year deal. I actually think that the front office would turn on Embiid first and try to trade him for Embiid would ask for a trade. And I truly believe that. I think Embiid doesn't want to well, be I hope you're else. right. Um, second to that, it, you're not better than Brooklyn. You're not better than Milwaukee. And the Heat had a very, very good offseason, like an extremely good offseason to push you maybe out of the third spot. And you never know with the Celtics because they do have Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are still under 25 years old. They're both 22 and 23 or 23 and 24. Their potential is the ceiling is at is unreal, can can be limitless for them. The Sixers here, here the treading water situation. Darren Moore is going to go up to Rich Paul and say, hey, you want your client out of there? Go find a viable trade, right? You're on the clock. All right. Go. You're on the, the clock. Give me the options. I have Ayuk, Sermon, Jerry Judy, Robbie Anderson, Odell, Raheem Mostert, Taj Boyd, uh, Melvin Gordon, Jamar Chase. I'm not taking him with a 10-foot ball. I don't really um, like any of these picks. All right. What about, like, here's some there's some wide – there's some running back. I mean, I'm sorry. There's some I mean, Ayuk might have a big year. I mean, there's Aaron Rodgers and Jalen Hurts. Why just take a quarterback at this point? Yeah, I'd take Hurts for the dual threat. Gotta go with the birds. <sighs> okay. You know what? This team's probably not gonna be overly good, but I'm taking Jalen because I need him. So so just go to a treadwater thing. We'll have this last point. Treadwater thing. Darren Moore is gonna go to Rich Paul and he's gonna say, Listen, you want your client gone because agents do facilitate trades. So Rich Paul is gonna go to those three school California teams, and be like, what can you offer him? And they're gonna offer well, it's something. fair because I if someone else had said something. If if there's a deal in place, let's say to Minnesota or Cleveland. And Daryl Morey says, these are what I have. You have to beat it. Mm-hmm. Because Daryl Morey, at the end of the day, can be like, no, I'm trading in here. Yes. And that's what's happening. Yes. But I think what the issue is, Rich Paul is trying to facilitate trade with teams that don't have enough that the Sixers want. So there's there's no middle being met. It's Rich Paul. Well, Sacramento under- obviously has enough they would want, but 
But they, yeah, Ben Simmons doesn't want to go there. And I heard Sacramento hasn't even talked. I heard Golden State hasn't talked to the Sixers in a while. They said Sacramento hasn't talked to the Sixers in a while. Apparently, Cleveland and Minnesota always are checking in. I, I just it's a think mess. It's, I think it's this the is inevitable. I, I think it's it's getting very, very ugly. And I think the inevitable is he gets sent to Portland for CJ McCollum and like Robert Covington. And I think I'd be that's so the okay. Oh, fucking Robert Covington. I'm fine with that. I'm, I'm absolutely fine with it. All right, let's get into. Um, let's talk about college football. College football is electric. Having fans back for college football was fantastic. I don't know if you were, you tuned into that, uh, Virginia tech Carolina game. Enter Sandman at 10, you know, number 10 team falls at home. I did bet the Hokies. So thank you. I, I did win on that one. Um, I also gave you advice to take the Michigan Wolverines. They did cover plus the 17 mm-hmm. minus 17 and a half rather. Um, I went 2-0-1 this week. PJ, what was your record? Yes, I went 1-2, but it's funny. I do a college football pick Shout out mm-hmm. again, once again, to Jack. He does it with a bunch of his Clemson boys. He goes, yo, Green, why don't you do it with me this year? And sure. every week, if you win, you get 1% of the pot. And I won the first week with the most points. So I got $21 back. I put 25 in. I had shout out to Penn State because I thought Penn State was going to win. UCLA, yeah. you went 2-0-1. You had USC covered the 14 against San Jose State. You and I both had UCLA. Remember, we were joking around like yes. we both had it. it. Probably won't happen. They won out, yeah, right? We told like you to fade thought. it, but they did. So, it, PJ, there was there's three good games this week, right? Let's first of all, the Virginia Tech Carolina game turned out to be a good game, but there was mm-hmm. three really good games. Wisconsin, Penn State, Great. fantastic game. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Penn State wins. I hate Penn State. <laughs> I really do. I hate Penn State. I was big on the Badgers that week. The Notre Dame. FSU game turned out to be very good. That was a, that out, was a great one. Brian Kelly wants to kill his teams. <laughs> awful comedy. Um, another one where I was rooting for FSU because I hate Notre Dame. And then and it wasn't a good game, but in the grand scheme of it, the Clemson Georgia game is interesting because Georgia gets that win. Clemson's now on one, a one loss Clemson that wins the, uh, wins the ACC is most likely still going to make the playoffs because Georgia is going to have to beat Alabama in the SEC championship. So that's kind of where it comes down to. So I don't know how much it hurts Clemson, but it shows that they're very vulnerable. Also Oklahoma, who's another favorite kind of was under impressive. I was a Ohio very good game. It was a good game, but it was Oklahoma should have rolled that team mm-hmm. and Ohio state. I mean, Ohio state question marks around the board. They're really talented, but you know, pushing, they win by 14. It was it was kind of an ugly game. I didn't love it, but and listen, I obviously I'm a Michigan fan, so I, I like when they struggle. But I think there's a weird picture right now. I think this you're going to see two SEC teams in the playoff this year. I think Georgia and Alabama are going to be good. But my, what I really wanted to ask you is, do you think it's fun to be an Alabama fan? I think I, I think yeah, they love it. I know they love I, it. I know I know <laughs> they do. But here's here's my question, and I. That game wasn't close. It wasn't. And it's it's the most impressive thing in the world that this team just restocks on five-star recruits, goes out, dominates, and wins a national championship every other year or every year, every year. They go back-to-back and lose one year to some one-off team, right? Like when LSU shows up or when Clemson's really good because Clemson was born on stars. But Clemson was born on stars. Don't forget that. Sean Watson and Trevor Lawrence, stars. But at a certain point, so how do you get up for a regular season Alabama game? I don't even know who they're playing. I think they're playing like Weber State or something this it's, week. It's going to be out. Who it's cares? Be I think they go play Florida one week. 
at like, Florida, which like I'll but, get up for, and then it's the Georgia game. That's, that's I'm on the clock. I'm on the clock again. But we're gonna get back right. to this because I really do want to talk about this because it drives me insane. Um, all right. So let me let me look at what we have. We have Jalen Hurts, Justin Jefferson, Derrick Henry, Miles Sanders, George Kittle, and Josh Jacobs. Should probably take another. We need another wide receiver. We need another wide receiver. Is Robbie Anderson, Odell, Boyd, Jamar Chase, Cortland Sutton, Juju. 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 Johnson still on the board? Uh, I don't know about that. I can't find him. Corey Davis is still on the board. Uh, Robbie Anderson. I just like don't think the team's going to be very good. I almost like him. I almost just want to take Juju because I know he's going to catch a ton of balls. Yeah, nice little quick ones. Or Cortland Sutton. A lot of people really like him this year. Yeah, he just came back from a torn ACL. I just don't know how much explosiveness he's got. I did Juju. I took Juju. Um, so, so while I answer the question is like, one, I think when the uh, – it's even though it's not in the same, when the Eagles were dominating in 2017 and they were dominating teams, like they were blowing out teams, it was a yes. lot of fun. Now, year after year, how does it ever get a little boring – like, I'm um, sure it was fun. For I don't the really Patriots. think people get bored with greatness. I don't know because that one time of year where they start to scare you. Right. And the game is close. You're kind of like, ah, I wish it was easier the other times. Uh, what I will say is. That's why I, I mean, I think I told you about this. Time. That's why I'm not the biggest fan of college football, because, well, I, I think Ohio, it, I think Minnesota put up a good fight against Ohio State, but I don't think Ohio State looked good and they still won by 14. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I know. I know exactly what you're saying. I mean, Arkansas was losing and still covered like a 20 some point spread. So like yeah. the, the, the disparity of talent in college football is so fair. I think the biggest problem college football is currently facing is that there's four teams that there's, there's an obvious two teams and then there's two teams that get into the playoffs. They get blown out. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it's almost like, you can set your watch to it for the last few years. Oklahoma is in as the four seed and get blown out in the first game. I mean, Joe Burrow rolled them. Clemson rolls them. Alabama just rolls them. They never win that game, right? Because they don't play any defense. It's just interesting. I, I guess my thing with, with Alabama is I, I'm so impressed that I'm, I'm over it. Like I'm so impressed that I'm over it. It was the same thing. It's the same thing with Tom Brady. It's like, I get it. You're the best. Now just please go away so I can get some type of parity. Yeah. Um, I listen, the, the only difference between me between college and the pros and like that is that like at least you're getting fresh faces, right? I mean, I got to watch Jerry Judy dominate, and then I got to watch Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith dominate. I got to see them all together and I got to see well, that's the crazy dominate. thing is it's just like they just keep restocking right wide now. Michi in the top 15. John Michi the third is an absolute talent that they have. Um Listen, they got and a kid, again, their, their backup running back, Trey Sanders, was like the number one running back three years ago and like has never been able to play. Like that's how and deep again, they were. This is why I find it hilarious that the Eagles just weren't drafting players from Alabama for years. I take any guy from SEC every year. Like if I was a GM, I, I'm not kidding. I would only draft SEC guys. Well, I'll, unless they're offensive linemen. Actually, guys from the Big Ten. So I agree can, with you. If I was If I was the GM of the Eagles, I would say minimum two picks per year have to be from Alabama. So, I, good segue because I this actually brought up something I wanted to bring up when I was watching the Notre Dame FSU game. If yep. I'm the Eagles, the number one person on my draft board right now is Kyle Hamilton from Notre Dame, the safety. He's easily the number one guy on my draft board that I think would fit the team. And 
He he's the number one safety on the board. I know that he ha- he's impressive. He plays a, almost Dawkins esque. He's a top five um, pick, but the way the NFL draft always goes, right? Linemen and quarterbacks always move up. So and there's not a lot of quarterbacks coming out this year. People right. forget that. So I think Hamilton. I don't know if the Eagles are that six eleven spot. We think they're going to have a top ten pick, find that seven to ten range, right? I think he is the perfect guy because Ronnie McLeod, older. Older, Anthony Harris is on a one-year deal. I think he's he can play multiple positions. This guy's got ex- exceptional ball hawking awareness. Like if you watch that game, he, I think there was one yeah, time yeah, yeah. he wasn't in the right place and they got beat. There was like only one time he wasn't in the right place. I don't disagree with you. The other thing is the Eagles. The Eagles are going to be an opportunity to have, be able to take the pass rusher from Michigan as well. I can't remember his name right now. He's a white kid. Um, but those are probably going to be the two biggest positions of need going into the draft. I would say safety and pass rusher, maybe offensive line. But if they have a high pick, you you should spend a defense because they have gone offense the last two years. But let's not get to get caught back up on the Eagles. Let's finish this out. Um, we're going to start with picks. We're going to do the football pick. So I'm 2-0-1. Oh, PJ is 1-1-1. One, 1-2. One, one. One, what are you at? 1-2. One 1-2. Two. One two. Okay. Texas, was, Texas was back for one day. Texas, That's Texas was back for a day. Um, so the rules are, now that the NFL is back, last week we only picked college games. But the rules are, it's, co- it's just the football pool. So you have to pick one college game, one NFL game, and then you can take a wild card. You can either take college or NFL, whichever line you prefer. PJ, we're going to start it off. What would be your first NFL pick? Wait, real quick. Since we're now doing NFL and college, should we not be able to be able to pick the same game? Nope. It doesn't matter. You know what? Oh, it doesn't matter. Okay. My first NFL pick is actually my Greens Guarantee of the Week. Check out my article. I got the New York Giants plus three. Home against the Broncos. I don't know why the Broncos are favored. I think these teams are very similar, and I'll take the coaching advantage. And I have the home field advantage on the first week. Give me, give me the Giants at home. I got big, I got big expectations for the Giants. Absolutely hilarious that you went that because my NFL pick this week is the Denver Broncos minus three at MetLife Stadium. The Giants stink. They're not a good football team. They are not a good football team. I will take the Denver Broncos minus three on the road. Give me the road. Give me the road favorites. Wow, that that is wild that we are on this. I, I got. I think the Giants win the division this year. Oh, you're insane. You you are an insane person. I think. I think, I think they do. We might All have right. to just take a break because I'm on the clock here. Up on, on the clock. We're on the clock. I'm on the clock. What do I need? Let me look at my results. So Hertz, Jefferson, Smith, Schuster, Henry, Sanders, Kittle, and Jacobs. We got to fill in this bench here a little bit, right? Yeah, a little wide receiver uh, running back action right here. Leonard Fournette, Michael Gallup, Zach Moss, Gordon, Samuels, the wide receiver from San Francisco. I don't even know. Is that Debo He's hurt. He hurt his green. He hurt his uh, – Okay, Kenny Galladay, he stinks. John John Connor might not be a bad pick. James Connor, yeah, he's splitting the car. James Connor, not John. John Connor is the guy from the Terminator. Um. Dallas Goddard, I don't want anything to do with that. Damn, disrespect to Goddard. Well, I mean, I still need him. Still need him. I, I almost feel like the pick is just obviously just taking Connor, right, and getting that. I already have yeah. three running backs, though. Big wide receiver, then. Who's the best wide receiver? Debo Samuel. Yeah, no, I like that. I had Debo. He's All a right, boomer guy. I took him. All He's right, on the fir- team. My first college football pick is, I can't believe I saw this line. This has to be a trap. I'm going with Gary's Michigan Wolverines. 
I, I don't know how this line is so low. I need to remind everyone that's listening that Washington lost to Montana last week. They Washington did. Washington lost to Montana. You're telling me they're going to go in the big house and cover the six and a half point spread? There's, oh, you got to see. I took them. I took Michigan minus six already. Yeah, so now there's six and a half. There is no way they. There's no way Michigan doesn't cover the spread. It, it, if they don't, I think I think Jim Harbaugh should be fired. I really do. <laughs> I think this would be the game he should be fired. You just lost to Montana at home. There is no yeah. way they're going into the big house and Can't putting up a fight. Tom McInerney looked really good. The offense looked good. Joe Milton looked like shit at Tennessee. They made the right decision. Jim Harbaugh, this is his year. I'm telling you, this is their year. Michigan it's not their year. I love half. it. I'm actually looking at my open bets right now. I bet Michigan minus six twice. Yeah, it's a lock. There's I no way it doesn't I, miss. I obviously got drunk and I bet them twice. I bet them on September 7th. And then if I go further down here, I'm almost positive. I bet them on September 6th as well. Yeah. <laughs> so I bet them twice at minus six. Um, all right. So here's my, uh, here's my college football play of the day. Sandy. Diego State plus one at Arizona. Arizona is god awful. They are a bad football team. San Diego State walks in and cover. It, it, it's a pick them. It's a plus one. I will take San Diego State to win that game. No questions asked. Actually, I like that pick. That was I was eyeing that up, and I actually yeah. Did like that it pick. was it's an, Arizona's bad. Arizona's a bad football team. All right, so now I have a chance. I can go NFL or college football. You can go NFL or college football. Man. All right. I'm just going to go with my second best bet in the NFL. And I can't believe I'm going everything but the Eagles. I have the football team plus one at home against the Chargers um, this weekend. Um, Listen, I just think people forget how good this football, like uh, football team's defense. The football team is. Yeah. Uh, Just their defense was unreal. Top five in points per game, uh, passing and yards allowed. Like, and Fitzpatrick, or should I say Fitzmagic's magic, is always the best during the early weeks. Um, so would it shock me that he outperforms? I don't, an, I don't disagree with you at all. An MVP possible candidate, and Justin Herbert in week one, when everyone loves Justin Herbert, and they're saying he's going to win, possibly win MVP this year. Fitzmagic comes right in and outperforms him. No, I've seen it before, and he'll probably do it again. Give me the football team plus one at home. This is a simple one for me. I love the Eagles plus three and a half. I have them at three and a half. I don't know if you want me to take the line that's currently constructed or no, what I got. Them at. You, what you got them at? I could. So I have the Eagles plus three and a half. I love that pick. I think the Eagles win this game outright. Um, little quick bonus pick. I actually like the over in the Dallas and Buccaneers and Dallas and Tampa Bay game. I like the over of the 51 and a half. All right. Bonus pick. It's a little I bonus guess. pick. I also, here's the game. PJ, I need to ask you a question because this, and we'll end on this. Iowa, Iowa State play this weekend, right? It's Barchard mm-hmm. versus me. I'm an Iowa State lifer. We all know it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's definitely tongue-in-cheek. Iowa State minus four at home in Ames, Iowa. Iowa went out there and absolutely embarrassed Indiana. I did. I this actually, game has my brain in a pretzel. I actually like Iowa State. Iowa State didn't look good at all last PJ, week. I have talked myself into so many things. I bet Iowa State minus four. And then the next day the line moved and I just bet Iowa plus the four and a half. So like I just baited myself. You can't cash I, don't out. Know, I, I, I mean, I could cash out and lose like 30 cents, but like I, I just, I don't know what to do. I, my head was in a pretzel. So I just bet both teams. You need so I'm really I- rooting for both teams. You need Iowa State to win by four and then you win. 
Oh, you're not wrong, man. You're not wrong. That's a yeah. great. That's kind of genius. Yeah. Hopefully the it hits you. There's not the analysis you're going to get on any other podcast. All right, everybody. Well, enjoy the first week of the NFL season. Uh, first game tomorrow night. Um, I will be at Villa Capri on Sunday with Bell and the Birdmen um, doing a live show with them. I don't think PJ will be coming, but I think he will come at some point. I'll convince him I'll to be get there at some point. At some I think point. for week one, I'll be on my swirly chair just enjoying football. I got for I week one. You, week one, I got I to have a little me. Listen, I, you're a big NFL guy. I got my week one last week when I sat home and watched college football. Yeah. You know, I'm a big college football guy. Mm-hmm. Um, the Eagles plus the three and a half. Gary's lock of the week. Um, but everyone enjoy it because it's it, football's back. That's the best part about this whole thing. Football's back. Enjoy it. Watch Red Zone. Chris Hansen scream, and I'm on the pick. You want to do one more pick on the clock? Yeah, last pick and end it. Once All the right, pick, once, clock, then we're once call the pick is picked, I'm I'm stopping it. Yeah, once the pick is picked, we're stopping it. And I take someone on the bench. So AJ Dillon's still available. I almost feel like Zach Moss is a no brainer. He can win single the ter- job. single Terry's right there. Will Fuller, Michael Pittman, Heem Hines. This is a this is kind of a – I don't like any of them. I feel like I kind of like Michael Pittman. What about Detroit's running – Who's is that Jaquiz Williams? Nah, Jamal. But Jamal Michael, Pitton, Michael Pittman's the number two receiver. And uh, uh, What about and Michael by, Gallup? It's like Gallup Hill and Turd. taking. T.Y. Hill and Turd. Michael Pittman's on the one receiver. Yeah, I know, but like what is it, it – do I do – what about Fournette or Gallup? Gallup's not a bad choice. I don't know about Fournette. I don't know what he's going to give you. Then there's Carter from the Jets. I don't even know who that is. Michael Carter. Uh, I think he's Carter Williams. John Smith. I could take Jarvis Landry. That guy's always open. He's always consistent. Should I just take Jarvis and call it a day? Call it a day. Yep. All right. Jarvis Landry's the pick, everybody. Enjoy college football. I will let you know how bad this football team is. And I apologize. This was just join it. I hate fantasy football drafts. I really do. (laughs) So until next week. I am still the champion of the betting football pool, and I will—I guarantee I remain that. That's my last pick of the week. <laughs> PJ, enjoy NFL Sunday and NCAA Saturday. Go Birds!